0: the more noble, the more honourable the king was. Back in the day, if you had a long train, it it meant this, is that you don't work. It it, it meant this, is that people worked for you. Who's ever watched a royal wedding? Princess Di, that's the only one I ever remember. But you would see her come out of the carriage. And I, I don't know if they would even fit that train that she had inside it, but I reckon they connected it up later. Because the train would go so, and what it would mean with kings is that that's how honourable they were. It says that they were honourable, they had dignity. Others must serve them and wait upon them. You know, God is so honoured and so important, so dignified that the train of His robe filled the temple that's the God that we serve for some of us like well we're just going to be anointed to, to preach the word do you know do you realize who is anointing you do you realize who is filling you with his spirit sometimes I, I think we're like yeah we're, we're going to be anointed we're going to do this but, but do we realize the, the true magnitude of who our God is I And Isaiah is here and he's having a glimpse of the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's seeing who his king truly is. A king that is not of this world. A king that is of the universe. And he sees this picture. But it gets even better than that is that above it, above the train, stood the seraphims. Well, what's a seraphim? Well, a seraphim means this. It means burning ones. It means burning ones. He he is so honoured. He is so magnified that the burning ones would serve Him. Angels would serve Him. Let's have a glimpse. In Ezekiel 1, 13, describes them and says, As for this likeness of living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire. Like the appearance of torches going back and forth among living creatures. The fire was bright and out of the fire went lightning. Sometimes I don't think we can imagine. We can't even start to comprehend the magnitude of who our God is, of who we serve, of who anoints us who sends his spirit to be intertwined with our spirit. These angels, each and every one of them, they had six wings. Two covered their face, two covered their feet, and two that they could fly. Calvin, one of the great early church founders, said this, The two wings with which the angels fly means nothing else than their cheerful performance of the commandments of God. The two wings with which they covered their faces show plainly enough that even angels cannot endure God's brightness and that they are dazzled by its same manner as they were attempted to glaze upon the radiance of the sun. That's the magnitude of our God. Moses asked God for a glimpse on Mount Sinai. Moses, he was a man that come face to face with God and his face would glow. He was the friend of God. But even Moses still wasn't able to look upon the face of God. Is it on the side of a, a mountain when the Ten Commandments come? You know, he asked God, just show me your face. And, and God responds to him in, in Exodus thirty three twenty, 20 and says, but he said to him, you cannot see my face nor For no man shall see me and live. Is that true with angels as well? That they would fly. Do you treat him like a big deal? Do you treat him like a big deal? You know, church. People just go, oh, well, I'm just going to church. Or, or, or for most people, we won't even mention it to our friends. What do you do on the weekend? Oh, just hang out with family. You know, we're not even game to say, oh, church family. We're not even game to say, oh, I went to church. You know what, if we treated him as a big deal, it'd be like, you know what, this, you know, on Sunday, yeah, I, I went to church. I went to worship the Most High God. I went to lift up His name. I I went to hear His Word. What would happen if we started treating God as a big deal? What miracles would take place if we had faith within our heart to say, you know what, He is worthy of our praise. This is the God that anoints us. Fiery angels with lightning coming out of them serve him just in the temple they look after his train yeah, you know, not flower girls angels it's in the word of god it's there you know I'm going to worship the king of kings the God of the universe? Or is something that you just do on the side to tick a box? I love coming to church Sundays. I don't know about you, but we have a clock because people like to stick to time. But lately they've had to tap me on the shoulder saying, you're up. And it's like five or 10 minutes late. It's like, you're up. Really, I'm just worshipping God here. You know, the team is doing an amazing job. His presence is falling. Do I even have to say a word? You know, it gets like that sometimes. It, it, it's like that at that moment. Third, here's a big deal. The next one is they're crying out, Holy, Holy is the Lord the seraphims are there? They're, they're crying out to each other, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts! Is that they're proclaiming his glorious nature, his character? You know, you got to realize that he is set apart from creation and humanity. He is the King of Kings, he is the Lord of Lords, his throne is in heaven, his throne is lifted up, his throne is higher than any other throne. And here we have these angelical creatures that are that are flying around, they're, they're covering their face, they're, they're flying around, they're covering their, their feet, and you know what, they're, they're crying out, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. You know, God is not merely smarter than man, stronger than man, older than man. You know, you've got to realize this is that you can't measure. God on man's chart at all. Unfortunately, we try to measure Him on our chart. We have no idea. We don't even come close. He is divine. We are human. He is a big deal. We should be crying out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. He is the one that anoints us. Holiness is part of who he is and everything he does. You know what? God's power is a holy power. Do you realize that? It's just not any power. It's just not Superman power. It's holy power. Superman's got nothing on him. Now Wonder Woman, not even close. She's a fake. God's love. Is a holy love. God's wisdom is a holy wisdom. It's holy. So why do they cry out, holy, holy, holy? Why why do they cry it out three times? You know, if you can read through some scholars and through, you know, Hebrew texts, is it in the Hebrew language? Intensity is communicated by repetition. That is communicated by repetition. You know, so, so one holy once isn't enough. You know, to say the Lord is holy says something. It just says something. To say the Lord is holy, holy says far more. But to say holy, holy holy is the Lord, is to declare His holiness to the highest possible degree. That's why once is never enough with God. Never enough. Holy, holy, holy. Some ancient scholars believe that also too it's an acknowledgement of the Trinity. And and I, I love this one because they're saying holy is the Son. Holy is the Father. Holy is the Spirit, the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. That is the God that anoints us. That is the God that sets us apart. Do you declare His holiness in the highest possible degree? You declare it in the highest possible degree. <laughs> I, I, I've been reading over this text for a week and a bit. Just thinking, just dreaming. I, I was like, how's this even got to do with anointing of oil? But as I started to read through it, I, I realized this, is that I need to know who this God is. I truly need to have a picture of His authority. Because if we are to walk in authority, we need to know the authority of God. If we are to walk with our gifts and, our, and the talents that He's given us and He blesses it by His Spirit, we need to know what authority we have. He, he created the universe. Created the universe. And, and in the Old Testament what God would do is He would call prophets. And within this Scripture, He has called the prophet Isaiah. He has called him to speak to nations. You know, I I look through Acts chapter 2 and He has called generations now to speak. He's called you and I, young and old, middle-aged, to speak. To speak. He anoints each and every one of us To speak. My last point is this, is that he establishes us. Isaiah's response to seeing and hearing what was in front of him is basically this, Woe to me. I am undone. He has a glimpse. And all he can say is, I'm undone. I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know if my lips are pure enough to actually worship you, God. I'm having a glimpse of what's taking place in your throne room. And he's hearing the, the angels going, holy, holy. And the, the doorposts are shaking at the sound of their worship, at the sound of them honoring the King of Kings. And he is like, wow, you know, I am a man. Woe to me. I am full of, my lips are full of sin. You know, sometimes people don't step foot inside of church because they believe that the roof will cave in. Who's got friends like that? I have. I remember at our wedding day, Carolina's train was long. Not quite that long, but it was long enough. But I remember her coming in. She was gorgeous. Still is. I scored big time. Anyway, so... But I remember we invited friends. They're all Carolina's friends, but anyway, we invited friends. Because apparently I didn't have any. But but we had a couple of friends that actually didn't set foot inside the church. They were like, no, no, we we well, we're getting married. Won't you come and see, come and no, they waited outside. I was like, okay they waited outside because it was like no I I can't I've done too much I've I I can't do that my life doesn't and here we have a prophet that he's seeing this thing and he's like woe to me I, I reckon he was just like seeing it and then all of a sudden he just falls he's like God I'm full of sin I'm unclean I can't even bear to view what I'm viewing right now it's I just can't. I'm just so corrupted. Not, not just necessarily by myself, but by those I actually hang around. He actually says that. I hang with those that have unclean lips. Does that sound like your world workplace? Maybe does that sound like your friends? Your associates? He's like, you know what? I, I believe in you, God, but... Maybe I can't speak because, you know, I feel unclean right now just watching these angelic angels, watching your throne room, seeing your presence. Lord, it is just affecting me too much. It's just so tangible around my life, Lord, right now. And what takes place is the angel takes hot coals with tongs. I don't know about you, but this angel, I reckon he would have been hot. I don't know whether he would have been burnt, but he took the coals from God. Tongs, he picks up the coal. Puts it in his hand and he flies down. And he touches Isaiah's lips. What if a burning, fiery angel with lightning has to use tongs in the fire to get coal to put on your lips, like, you're gone. You're gone. But as you read through, it doesn't actually, I don't know, burn His lips. It says that He cleanses Him. It cleanses His sin. It makes Him right. Now, I believe this. Is that he doesn't? I believe that God doesn't smoke us when he redeems us. I reckon Isaiah was sitting there and he was like, I'm going to be smoked right now. I'm gone. But the angel comes down. The burning was not that of Isaiah, it was that of sin. Is that the fire of God's judgment did not harm him. It only burnt away the sin. This is what I love about God, is that God's judgment doesn't burn you, it burns the sin. God's grace comes upon us. Well, What's it do? It comes upon us and refreshes us. It cleanses us. And in the same way, Isaiah is there and it comes down and burns. You know, once we meet with God, we've been convicted of our sin and cleansed from our guilt, our shame then we are ready to serve Him. You know, God established Isaiah. And the same with us is that when we meet Jesus, He He comes and He does a work with inside of us. For some of us, we stand in His presence, we come into church and it's like there's this feeling, it's like, I I don't belong here. There is something about this place, but it's just not, But that's the presence of God. That's God saying, hey, listen, can I come and just touch your life? Can I come and just set you free from the shame and the guilt that sin brings? Can I release you into your future, your destiny that I have for you? 2 Corinthians 1 verse 21 to 22, and it says, And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put His seal on us and given us His Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. He anoints us to bring heaven to earth. The God of the universe. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, anoints us, anoints us. Tonight, when we're anointed, when you're anointed, when you step into the things that God has for your life, for your purposes, He is a big deal. He is a big deal. He is holy. He sits on the throne. And so when you do go out, when you do speak, speak with authority. When you do love, love with holy power. Because He has commissioned each and every one of us in Christ Jesus. I'd like to bow your heads, close your eyes. Tonight, I... You might be here for the first time. You might have been coming for a while. But tonight all I've done is just spoken about our God. The God of the universe that would wrap Himself in humanity. Wrap Himself in His Son, Jesus Christ. That He would come to earth so that we could have a relationship with God that He would come to earth and He would die on a cross so that whoever believed in Him would be saved. And tonight, all we have to do is believe upon Him, believe upon Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. The God of the universe wants to have a relationship with you tonight do you want to have a relationship with him And tonight I I want to just pray for anyone in this room that would love a relationship with God or would love to renew their relationship with God if you want to be included in this prayer I would love for you just to raise your hand so I know who you are thank you over to the side else want to join this lady? Thank you. I see that little hand. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. Father God, tonight you see hands, you see hearts. But Lord God, tonight we pray that right now that your spirit would come and intertwine those that have made a decision. Lord, that you are a big deal, that you deserve all the honour that you get, plus more. You are holy, holy, holy. And Lord God, that you choose to have a relationship with us. You choose to come down and walk with us. And today, Father, I pray that you seal it with your Holy Spirit. You seal the relationship. Lord, that will be intimate from this day forth. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Come on, let's give Him a hand. Tonight, we're going to anoint people with oil. This is our anointing of oil service. It's a natural, symbolic gesture that we do that has supernatural ramifications. Because what it's saying, it's saying, hey, listen, we're coming for it. Lord God, right now we're... We're standing right now before You so that You can anoint us with oil so that we can outwork Your call, Your purposes upon our life. And so tonight what we've got is we've got some leaders that are just going to come if they can just come and stand out the front. But for the rest of us, we're going to worship God. And I want to challenge you today is that when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to serving God, when it comes to worshipping God, when it comes to outworking the gifts and talents that He's given you, that that you wouldn't just take it for granted. It's that you would have honour and you would be like, you know what? The God of the universe, the King of kings has chosen me to be His mouthpiece, has chosen me to represent Him in every area of our life, in our workplace, in our family. And Lord God, right now, I'm going to do my best by Your Spirit intertwined with Your Spirit to fulfill the purposes that You have for my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you want to stand up, we're just going to worship God. And if you weren't here this morning, I would love for you just to come forward and just be anointed with oil. And we're only going to be here for...